It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Jason Chaffetz. I'm Katie Pavlich. I'm Steve Ducey. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Wednesday, September 6th, 2023. I'm John Saucier. Just like that, the war in Ukraine has been going on for 19 months now. And the support the United States has been giving Ukraine continues on as well. Most recently, in a new $1 billion package announced that Secretary of State Antony Blinken stepped foot in Ukraine. So this visit is coming at a crucial moment, going into the fall with uh, budget requests standing before Congress. This is the Fox News Rundown, Evening Edition. Precise, personal, powerful. It's America's weather team in the palm of your hands. Get Fox weather updates throughout your busy day, every day. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. The summer may be over, but the war in Ukraine most certainly is not. The Ukrainian counteroffensive has been happening, as has drama within Russia. The death of Wagner mercenary leader Yevgeny Prigozhin has left many questions about what Russia's next move are, as we're learning the Kremlin may have been recruiting people to come fight from other countries. Well, the timing of this visit uh, is extremely significant because uh, Secretary Blinken is coming just days after President Zelensky uh, essentially removed the Ukraine's defense minister. It's the first time he's done so since the start of the war. We're speaking today with Chief National Security Correspondent for Fox News, Jennifer Griffin, reporting from the Pentagon. And so that replacement uh, is significant because President Zelensky is putting someone in, Rustam Umarov, who is known for his anti-corruption work. And that is going to be significant because as as the U.S. and the Biden administration goes back to Congress to ask for more money, there's going to the Republicans on the Hill are going to want to know what the uh, White House and, and the State Department and Pentagon know about, you know, anti-corruption efforts and to make sure that the money and the weapons are going to the right places. So this visit is coming at a crucial moment going into the fall with uh, budget requests standing before Congress. The Biden administration would like to request $20 billion more Today, when Secretary of State Blinken arrived in Kiev, he came bearing gifts and he had a $1 billion aid package that includes humanitarian aid as well as weapons. And today here at the Pentagon, the Pentagon announced the um, $175 million of presidential drawdown authority. That's money that was already allocated that will be sent uh, to Ukraine. And that will include um, some very significant ammunition. For the first time, they're sending depleted uranium shells that can be used for the M1 a1 Abrams tanks. So that is going to be significant in the counteroffensive that Ukraine is trying to carry out to break the spine of the Russians and to break through uh, that that line um, going down to Crimea. Yeah, pretty important weapons package there. Another important piece of this puzzle is F-16 fighter jets. We know that the Americans were training Ukrainian pilots. Do you have any update on how that training is going, if it's going on, and if so, how long it might be before they are in the air and on the battlefield? 
So the F-16s, I would say, are a kind of shiny object that everyone has liked to fixate on because obviously one of the reasons that the counteroffensive is going so slowly is that the the lack of air power to, to accompany uh, the tanks and the other armored vehicles as they try to make their ways through these very, very deep minefields. Uh, so the F-16s are significant, but they're a significant investment in Ukraine's fight for the future. They're not going to be ready, even though the U.S., uh, Denmark, the Netherlands are training F6, Ukrainian F-16 pilots. It's going to take months, and it is not going to change this current counteroffensive before the end of the year. It will not be a game changer there. What will be a game changer are uh, potential long-range weapons, the attackums that are being discussed, as well as uh, more ammunition. What we're finding and what we're hearing from the Pentagon is that the Ukrainians, uh, they fight like the Russians do in some ways, and they blow through a lot of ammunition. And uh, there have been warnings both from the Pentagon and other Western NATO allies that the rate of the burn rate of ammunition, you know, the West can't keep up with uh, the demands on the front lines. And so they need to be smarter in the way they use their ammunition and not just use it, you know, sort of, they need to be more tactical and 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 uh, focus more on breaking through those Russian front lines as opposed to just papering over the 650 mile long um, front line. Um, So that's significant. But Blinken's visit is also very powerful because it it sends a a message to both Ukraine as well as Russia that the U.S. and NATO are standing strong. They are allied. And um, and so it's a pretty significant two-day visit into Ukraine at this key moment in the counteroffensive. Fighter jets, drones, minefields, ammunition, diplomatic visits, and strikes on civilian targets. This war in Ukraine has featured it all. But now, a new storyline involving human trafficking. There are reports Russia has been trying to recruit citizens from Cuba to join their ranks and fight in Ukraine. Interesting move as the casualties continue to climb and the top Russian mercenary group are no longer on the battlefield. Today, our guest is Fox News Chief's National Security Correspondent Jennifer Griffin. She's at the Pentagon looking into this accusation by Cuba that Russia is trying to lure fighters from the Caribbean nation to head into Eastern Europe and join the fight. We'll get more details on the other side of this. We're speaking today with Jennifer Griffin, Chief National Security Correspondent for Fox News, reporting out of the Pentagon. You talked about a lot of things there, Jennifer, with the counteroffensive ammunition. That's a very interesting detail. You can't fight it if you run out of bullets. 19 months into this war, can you kind of give an overall assessment of where we are? It's been a big stalemate so far. Is there any indication that the advantage is tipping one way or the other? So I want to push back on this notion that it's a stalemate. I think that, that okay. neither the Pentagon nor the Ukrainians, uh, nor even the the White House, even, even Republicans who support the war effort on the Hill would say it's a stalemate. It's slow going. And there are many uh, who wish that the Ukrainians had been able to, again, to mass their forces and a lot of the um, the uh, really heavy armor that, that the U.S. and the Pentagon has provided to them and, the NATO, and NATO has provided to them, and that they hope that they were going to make more progress this summer. But again, those incredible minefields that the Russians had time to lay down, uh, they have slowed them down. And so frankly, there, you saw the intelligence assessment from the CIA and others that that uh, the Ukrainians may not break through uh, that land bridge that they wanted to break uh, on the way to Crimea uh, by December, by winter. That's, you know, that is certainly worrisome to... Um, 
from the Pentagon and others who had hoped that they might make more progress. But it's not a stalemate. And the, the Ukrainians are very, very clever in the way they're fighting. And they're using drones, sea drones, as well as air drones in a very clever way. And remember, we don't know what could happen in the wake of the collapse of the Wagner Group and uh, Prigozhin's assassination, or Yevgeny Prigozhin, because the Wagner Group were some of the most effective fighters, and they were the recruiting mechanism for Putin. We see that Putin is having trouble recruiting uh, for the war in in Ukraine. Uh, in fact, we did a report today on how Cuba has basically broken up a human trafficking ring uh, that they say was providing recruits for Russia in Ukraine. You don't go to Cuba looking for mercenaries if you're doing well on the battlefield. So you never know. Uh, I, I just think that, that this sort of uh, drumbeat of saying that it's a stalemate and that the Ukrainians can't make any progress. The Ukrainians have proved everyone wrong since the beginning of this war 18 months ago. It, the, the Ukrainians, uh, you know, I remember speaking to a national security advisor for Ukraine who was quite frustrated and said, you know, if we'd listened to the Pentagon and to the CIA at the start of this war, they said that Kiev would fall in 10 days. That didn't happen. So, for right now, I would say that the Ukrainians are making progress. Is it as fast as anyone would like? No, but that's the way wars go. And uh, but the the innovation and the uh, ingenuity and the the creativity and the will to fight on the Ukrainian side is something like I've never seen. Oh, absolutely. I want to touch on two quick points that you made there. First, about Yevgeny Prigozhin, the presumed dead leader of the Wagner mercenary group, at least Russia is saying that he died in that plane crash. What does the Pentagon believe about this? Do they believe no. that Prigozhin is yes. definitely gone? Yeah, there's definitely consensus both in the intelligence community, uh, Western allies, as well as uh, Ukrainians, as well as the Russians, all say Yevgeny Prigozhin is dead. Um, so do the Wagner mercenaries. So I don't think in those initial uh, days there was no, uh, you know, DNA evidence as of at that time. But now, uh, weeks later, it's uh, Yevgeny Prigozhin has been, you know, uh, is is dead. The, the Wagner group. What we heard from the Pentagon this week. Was which was very striking, is that they said that the Wagner group is really struggling. And remember, the Wagner group was was the main force that Putin was using in Africa to try and influence a lot of, uh, of those civil wars, those conflicts, to get some of the resources and minerals out of uh, Africa, as well as provide getting weapons from uh, and providing weapons. It was a real source of, of money generation in um, Africa. So the, the collapse of the Wagner group, I think, we still don't know the impact that that is going to have on um, Putin, on Russia. Uh, you know, Russia is still willing to send their their young prisoners and others into the meat grinder of Ukraine. But what will the the global impact of, of Prigozhin's death be in the long run? Uh, it will be very interesting to see because he was one of the more um, effective sort of recruiters for Putin and his mercenaries certainly were the, the best fighters that Russia had. And to your second point about Cuba, Russia apparently conducting uh, human trafficking and trying to recruit Cuban citizens to fight in Ukraine. I mean, the thinking is that Russia and Cuba are friends here. This obviously is, like you mentioned, a desperate move by Putin. But does this put strain on that relationship, too? 
Well, what's interesting is that this was reported, self-reported by the Cuban government. It was the Cuban foreign ministry that came out with the statement about how they had broken up this ring. Um, in April, Cuba invited Russia's foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, to visit Cuba. That was uh, a, certainly a smack in the face of the United States and others in suggesting that that friendship, which goes back through the Cold War all the way back to the uh, Cuban Revolution in 1959, that 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 was still a strong relationship. But this is highly embarrassing for the Cubans and for the Russians uh, for this to be revealed. Were those Cuban fighters significant in Ukraine? I, I, I doubt there was a large enough number that it was a big deal. But but the fact that Cuba is pushing back on Russia right now, it may be a good sign. It may be a, a, an opening for the U.S. to try and uh, influence Cuba, which has been on the fence and stayed neutral in the Ukraine conflict so far. Fox News Chief National Security Correspondent Jennifer Griffin at the Pentagon. Thanks for the details in your reporting, Jennifer. We always appreciate it and being with us on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition podcast. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Put the power of over 100 meteorologists and the worldwide resources of Fox in your hands with the Fox Weather Podcast. Precise, personal, powerful. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.